अलकुम नमस्ते और सस्कॉल मेरे नाम लूस यार ये भी एपिसोड तीन और नो ग्रे एरिया वाला पॉडकास्ट डेनी के साथ बोलो for that racist no joke um oh shit <laughs> you just beep out the i will the who it was <laughs> yeah yeah um no uh other than that i'm moving that's okay. all been sorted so i should be moving in the next week that's been keeping I me busy i see pictures man is moving into a cribs mtv uh, style we'll, we'll show the video soon um yeah other than that i know we got a lot to chat to oh my sister's going to be on today so we got a guest a little bit of nepotism Okay. She's doing going on a little business venture, so we thought we'd talk about her and look at Danny being all condescending, little business <laughs> venture, and and uh, and uh, um, give her ask her a few questions. It's like to do women empowerment, and you know we're guys, so we got a few she, questions. See if she knows her shit. Yeah. Speaking of women empowerment, so I don't want to talk about Danny. How do you feel about women who feel quite open and happy to say crass things like, "I'm just gonna go for a shit." Uh, it's a oh, it's a. Do you know it's one of those weird things because it's a turn off, and I, and I know it's double standard because I know if a guy said it, it's like cool, but then if a girl says it, I think you're not very ladylike. Thing like, is, though, I would say it to another guy. Yeah, I would never talk like that in front of a. Very girl. true, very true. Yeah, and it's like I, it's not like I'm acting or anything. I just don't feel like it's appropriate to speak to certain people that way. Like yeah, like you would say. T- Let's say yeah, you're with the lads. Yeah. Go. Oh, I'm just gonna go take a quick piss, lads. Yeah. I'll be back in five. Yeah. Let's say you're out of the bar. Yeah. If you were out at a cafe with your manager. Yeah. You say I'm just gonna go for a quick piss, boss. I'll be right back. Just need to go shake the snake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't speak that way. And it's like different scenarios for different people. But actually, it reminded me when I was about I must have been about thirteen. I think I'm remembering this. I was dating this girl. She was like fifteen, sixteen. I was. I'll be honest with you, It was just for, for credits, bruv. For credits. <laughs> All man them was like, bruv, you know, 15, 16 year old, that's too sick. I was like, she wasn't, I'm not going to be evil and say she wasn't good looking, but she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what, 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 literally like, it went from zero to a hundred. This gal, I won't name her name, said to me, she just stopped. She's like, oh, my knickers have rided up my. C-. Oh, she not like basically, she said she's got a bit of a wedgie, yeah. yeah. From under- but I was like, wedge. yeah, I was like, I'm done, I'm out, <laughs> peace. I was like, I can't deal with that. I can't speak to you now. Yeah, because because yeah. that's what level you're on. Yeah, and the thing is, right, I grew up, I grew up in like a what you'd call a broken dysfunctional home. Yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of evil shit getting said in my house. Yeah, but I just can't deal with people speaking like that in certain. Yeah, certain I know what you mean. I I I do expect. And I, as I said, I, I understand that some of my opinions might be steeped in patriarchy, but yeah, I do. I do expect. Like I treat, I like to feel. I treat when I'm in female company, I'm a bit more gentlemanly. Yeah, and I do expect a bit more of a lady. Let, let me ask you something, Denny. Mm. If you let's say here's a scenario, yeah. Say you're you're with a, a, a girlfriend. Let's say it's a, a newly established relationship. Right. Okay. You're chilling in bed. Yeah. Cool. You need to pass wind. Yeah. It's brewing. Yeah. You know you ain't gonna get out of the room. You can't just like jump up out of bed and get out of the room. Yeah. 
What do you do? How do you play so that situation? So I go to the toilet. I do. I like for me. I can hold it. I can hold wind it long enough to just to be able to. I'm just gonna pop to the. Just gonna pop to the toilet, and then She's flush funny. the toilet and then let it out at the same time. Okay. Okay. I got. I got that established. You, <laughs> so here's the thing, yeah. Most eighty percent of the time, not even joking. Yeah. Upper pass wind, you wouldn't even know. Right. Right. Very rare. But you kind of hoping it's, it's very, it's, very rare. It's do I pass wind? Deadly. Very rarely I pass wind. I'm like, oh good lord. Yeah. But most of the time, you don't even notice. So the majority of the time, I just be like, let's just manage this <laughs> silent escape, and I just sit there, just wait for a response. Literally, you just hear. <laughs> That's it. Just. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Manage that. There have been a couple of occasions where I've been like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! <laughs> oh, but man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I don't think it's wrong for women to expect this. If if you're in a relationship with a guy and he's like, "I'm just gonna go for a shit," and you're like, "That's disgusting," don't mm. talk like that. Mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman saying, "No, nah, I'm not." No, I don't not either. Like, yeah. I don't think there's hypocrisy there. I think that should be expected. Like, come on now. I don't. Yeah. Like, I would walk in. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone, you walk in on them, I, w- I wouldn't care. Like, I generally, mm. I don't care. If I walk in and you're going to the toilet, I'm not going to be, oh my God, you're going to the toilet. I don't care. Like, everyone yeah. everyone goes to the toilet. Right? And if I've been, if I've been intimate with you, mm. like I have, Denny, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Then, then, still sore. then, why do I care to see you, like, sitting on the toilet? You're naked yeah. or, or partly naked. I've seen you fully naked. That's yeah. it. Like, what does it matter? You can go, oh, well, it's something. I think there's like some weird social construct thing that we put here. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't particularly like it. I'm still funny about it. That's fine. Like I, I get it, but if you think about why, like we all yeah, definitely no proper reason. Yeah, we all yeah. Pee. There's no, there's no, no. I don't have a proper reason. Don't get me wrong. It. You walk in there and it's stank. You yeah. might be like, nah, actually, I don't want to think about you in that light. Yeah. Or in that in that spot. That's fine. But um, but funny. Actually, there's another thing that, like that I feel is a bit of a social construct. This may be a little bit controversial, but I'm not. Is I mentioned to someone the other day that I was gonna, um, I was gonna put uh, have a shower and I was gonna take Alina in the shower. Right. And they're like, "You go in the shower with your kid." I was like, "She's not even like she's two years old. Of course I do." Like, but you're naked and she's naked. I'm like, your point is that is that's normally like how people go in the shower, right? Yeah. They'd be naked. Are you not worried about your daughter seeing your thing? I'm like. No, she's my daughter. Like, I'm not... I don't think of it as a sexual thing, right? I'll tell you what. I feel like that's a very recent thing that people have started making that an issue. I think there was a thing on the news recently as well about, like, a, a dad kissing his kid on the lips. I kiss both my kids on the lips. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I feel like it's a very... it's one. Of, I almost feel like it's one of these fake outrage things. Yeah. There that was, there people, was a thing, like, have their tip um, box and it wasn't... Oh, no one talks about that yet. Let me make a noise about it because it's... Like, that was normal. Like, kids... Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Who's that? NFL player. Oh, yeah. There was a thing, like, two years ago, he was doing, like, a 60 Minutes thing. They were filming it. Yeah. And his son asked for something, and he was like, all right, cool. He was getting a massage from his, like, masseuse, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, give me a kiss. And his son came over, and, like, ran off. He's like, hey, who is that? And his son came back, and... Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God. You see that long kiss on the lips? And I'm like, motherfuckers are forgetting the word intention. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I will, 
and and here's here's where it fucked me up, right? Because I I know if I'm taking my daughter in the shower, yeah. I'm washing my kid, yeah, I'm yeah. washing myself, yeah. That's it. And funny, like if you go to Europe, like people make it dirty, like it's, yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah. And like if if you go to Europe, everyone naked in a sauna, yeah. Right? If you come here, no one's naked in the sauna. Yeah, and yeah, if you yeah. were naked in the sauna, they'd be like, oh, mate, are you a fucking freak? Yeah. It's it is definitively just just based on that alone. Yeah. It's a social construct. Yeah, yeah. Our society deems it inappropriate. Their society doesn't see a problem with it. Yeah. To the point where like I I have conversations with someone here. I'm like, yeah, like my kids see me naked. I see my kid naked. Like, yeah. It's not a sexual thing. My I think my my daughter would be, and this isn't even necessarily like from when a child's old enough to bath herself. They they do, but even just like getting ready and look here's your top or whatever like probably i don't know probably like 10 maybe before 10 11 maybe when started seconds where she started being a bit more kind of getting towards conscious yeah yeah yeah. um and then i just you just respect it and then it's Mm. nothing you know this is yeah it's a very weird thing do you know i took my uh i took my nieces swimming and they're like that they to get changed. They they were like Uncle Lewis. I was like yeah. And they opened the like I put them in the changing rooms. Mm. Open the changing room. They're both stark as naked. Yeah. And I got freaked out. Mm. I was like shit. Where I and then in that same moment I realized I was like the fuck is wrong with me? Like yeah. they've they're little kids. They don't know. If, and I'm making it weird. By yeah, that's out. The, like, that's that's the thing. I'm putting that in their head. Yeah. It's a it's a weird like I, so just talking about my daughter again. Like I took my daughter to get her first bras, and I remember when I did we were in Oxford Street Marks and Spencers and the lady there um, so I said to the lady I explained to her and I was I'm just saying to her I don't even know about this stuff probably, but you see these things on TV and whatever and it was saying that proper get measured and they have to make sure they got the wrong right size and all this kind of stuff so I, I spoke to the lady there and I was like you know explain the situation and she took her and she helped her and she, and she didn't think anything of it Mia's come out she's, I said right so we know the exact size pick a, pick a few sets done Absolutely thing. Um, let's say, I can't remember exactly how old she was, but there's several years in between. And now we've gone to, and again, I'm, I have that relationship with my daughter where I'm always like, whatever you need, sort of, you know, you, you can ask. Or, and she said she, she needed some new bras. At this stage, obviously, she's uh, a lot bustier. And I've said, right, you should go and get measured. Go and properly get measured. So, you know, so apparently this is important and you need to make sure you've got the right size and everything. So um, we've gone into Marks and Spencer. It was a local one. So in Slough and it was a big hoopla. Like we couldn't do it. They weren't allowed to go in with uh, because of her age. I think she, she must have been maybe 15 at the time. So they weren't allowed to go in with her unless accompanied by another adult. So obviously I wasn't at that age go into um so we had to basically arrange for her i think her nan ended up coming and going with her but it was just so good so it was literally like within that span of maybe four or five years even the the shop something that had been okay was now like oh no 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 we can't do that and it's this weird like you said this sort of social contract this like cultural shift that you can't even put your finger on when it happened it's not like a, a date or a law that passed mm. it's just the general whisper that goes round to everyone and then you just start becoming wary of things and worried about what people are going to say yeah another one was um an example of this is you probably heard things like um 
uh, like Baba Black Sheep and certain things in chalkboard or blackboard. You're not allowed to say them in schools no more. And that was never an official thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this weird sort of cultural sensitivity that went, oh, started that. going round and yeah, yeah. eventually people picked up on it. And everyone's kind of looking over their shoulder to make sure they're not like someone's not seeing them act in a certain way. Yeah. And then we all end up doing that when actually no one's actually, I mean, I like whoever started it, no one knows. Yeah. I mean, there's even, um, so there's couple, number one, like when I was a kid mm. up until like six or seven, my parents used to let me go play out in the back garden, mm. stark as naked. They're like, you're six, seven years old. Mm. What you got? What, like, what are you scared of? You know, you're out in your back garden. Yeah. People could see me from the street. But I'm in my back garden. Yeah. My mum's looking at me out the window. It's not like anyone's going to come grab me or whatever, yeah? yeah. So I was safe. Um, but Just loads of pips on you on there. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but like, look at this tripod walking around. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, funny enough, actually, I went, to this, uh, I went to this tournament. I can't remember what year it was. I think it might have been 2016. It was like a... It was a different organisation's World Championships. But right. it was in... Um, where was it? It was up near Birmingham or somewhere like that. Mm. Anyway, I've gone to the weigh-in, and the weigh-in was at this hotel in, like, a conference room, and it was a mixed weigh-ins. So there's men and women going up to weigh-in, kids as well. Mm. And I remember this girl went to weigh-in, and she must have been in, like, her early 20s, and she was close to the weight limit. So she went up wearing her knickers with her hand over her breasts. Right. She stood up, she got on the scale, it, she went and made weight, and then she started clapping, like, yeah, I made weight. Oh, yeah. Exposing herself yeah. momentarily, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is like probably a little bit too open. Yeah, yeah. This is a little bit too much. Yeah. But it's weird because even when I was younger and I used to go to tournaments, I used to just get changed in the yeah. like in the seating area. Yeah, yeah. I'd take my bottoms yeah, off. Like, yeah. I'd put my top yeah. on and your your dobok, your taekwondo uniform is quite low. Yeah. So it covers your boxes anyway. Yeah. So I'd change my top first, put that on and then change into my bottoms. Yeah. Nowadays, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, really? they're, they're safeguarding rules they're like nope if you're kids you've got to go into the change room get changed in fact if you because that was normal you just like quickly rush like quickly just get yeah. changed and then you got your fighting in two minutes come on yeah and I used to, so here's the other thing as well like for weigh-ins we used to just go and weigh in whenever mm. whoever whenever now you have to be with your coach and if it's the girls going to weigh in there has to be a female coach I'm the only coach in my club Oh, wow. So I have to make sure there's a mother mm. of one of the kids there and get her insured and registered through through the organisation. Because it can't just be any old mum. has to be a coach, an official coach. And it's like, it's so confident. And it's they're literally just on the other side of that door. With, and it used to be, because it was, everyone would just go in. Yeah, There'd be 30 different girls in there. They're all weighing in. They've got yeah. to get down to their undies and then go. Fine. Because there's, it's like you're in a public place almost, mm. right? Because there's so many other kids in there. Yeah. But now it's like you're only the kids from your team are allowed in there. Right. At any given time. Okay. And you have to be accompanied by an adult, same sex. Yeah. And it's just uh, everything's so long now, bro. Yeah, yeah. Everything's so, and it's we've we've tabooed nudity so much and just made yeah. it all sexual, like. And we start safeguarding from the lowest. Com we start we're making rules from the lowest common denominator rather than using common sense and, yeah, basically, which... The the thing with that as well is, like, I, I do get it, there's more of a need to protect girls than there is to protect boys. Yeah. I don't know what the statistics are, but I'm assuming that girls are more 
susceptible to like sexual predators yeah. at, at a young age. So I get that. In fact, I know someone who she's got a daughter who's like four and no one has ever seen her daughter naked other than her. Okay. And this woman's got mates, helpers in her house. Her The girl's dad mm. has never seen her daughter naked. Never changed a nappy. She won't let her... She won't, she's like, no. She needs to know that it's not appropriate for anyone to see her naked at any point. That sounds more like, I'm like a complex. That's almost like yeah. her putting something on to the now kid. The thing is, this, this girl, in her early teenage years, her uncle tried to touch her. Right. So she's like extra. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's about getting that, like... That still sounds like far too much. You're projecting. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly that. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that. That's unhealthy. Mm. But you do. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. Because the thing is, as much as I'm like, you know, I'll, it, I'll have a shower with my daughter, or whatever. I don't want my daughter to think it's cool just seeing naked dudes all the time. I'm a dad. It's different. Yeah, but right. up to a certain age. Yeah. A child isn't even aware of. And this is the thing. With the whole gender identity thing, I'm like, you got a kid who's seven, eight years old going, I'm yeah. a girl, I'm a boy, I'm yeah. this, I'm that. It's like, no, you're a child. Yeah. Fuck all that yeah. political yeah. nonsense yeah. and all that drama. Yeah. Just be a kid. Yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I need to ask someone about this who's more in the know. Because this is my argument with it, right? You'll have the, almost the same camp and of people, not camp people, the same camp of people have this argument that if sex is... Um, or maybe they're in the same camp but have different views or whatever but for example gender neutrality right so pink or blue whatever grey yellow like people can wear any colour clothes all that kind of stuff action man for girls vice versa everything cool and then you've got the like I mean, up until certain, like I guess scientifically, up until a certain age, there's actually very, very little, very little difference between like an eight year old girl can 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 play football with an eight year old boy, and there's very little difference. Um, so, with all of that, how then? And if sex is so, like sex and gender, sorry, socially constructed, how can a child choose at that age? If this is a made up thing. Then why are they choosing? Then why are they choosing? Other? Exactly. If it's yeah. something that we've put on them, like why are they? Why mm. are they? How are they able to choose? Yeah. And you know. But as I said, it's a comment. It's a, it's, a, it's something I want to ask someone. I don't want to ask it and like, oh, why can they? That's silly. I, I actually want to ask someone and understand. Do you know what I mean? And be able to have not necessarily understand because I may not agree, but be able to have a proper conversation with it of someone who feels that way. Feels that way. The thing to is understand though, why the thing is though you got bear in mind like everyone especially people in that situation they've got a certain bias towards it yeah yeah so you speak to someone they yeah. can, they're gonna I guess there's that thing there's three sides to every story yeah yeah, yeah. Your, your side their side and the middle ground's the truth yeah um, so there's that because speaking of like the, the bias thing today I said to someone we were talking about COVID mm-hmm. and I was like to be honest, I've got controversial opinions on stuff. And this person who I'd never met before yeah. went, what else you got controversial opinions on? I was like, Brexit, for example. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? Did you vote for Brexit? I went, yeah, I did. And then I was like, I bet now you think I'm racist or something, right? And they're like, well, no, but there is that perception. I said, yeah, personally. And I've said this to you yeah, yeah. before. Like, I think, obviously, the concept of EU is a bit more racist than the concept of not being it. Yeah. Like, as I was explaining to him, I could see him going, no, no, no. 
No, and I said, well, look, think about it. Now we're going to be able to import workers from all over the yeah. uh, all over the world rather than just Europe because we have to cap immigration at some some extent or another. Yeah. And he goes, no, no, that's actually not the case. That's not true. Does it? And I was like, you just chat like you you're you're challenging me, but you got nothing to challenge me yeah. with, right? Yeah. And um and then he he fucked up because he went, I know I came here from Europe, da, 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 and I'm like, right. So you benefited from this. So you want to defend it. Yeah. But I was like, but I've spoken to people that come from India yeah. who were telling me that years beforehand, it was really easy for them to get work visas in the UK. But since we joined, obviously, the free mm. free uh, movement and stuff, it's, it's really difficult. Yeah. They were like, you know, I've got uncles and stuff who came over here like nothing. Yeah. But as soon as we joined part of this, this mm. Schengen agreement, yeah. it's fucked. Yeah, so they, they did deliberately make it harder. Um, and it was more recently. Yeah. And, um, and I was did, chatting Because to this that guy. was the only area that they could control. Right. Yeah. And I was chatting to this guy and he was like, no, 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 that's not. He's like, I'm sure. He goes, look, I'm sure you're not really 100% sure what you talk. He goes, I don't even know 100% what I'm talking about. And I was tempted to go, it's fine. I called my mate. He was working for... Um, uh, he's working for home office and stuff and just get you on the phone and go Den yeah. <laughs> can you just tell this guy what you did at the home office and you tell him and go right is it true that you had to control movement of it? and is this true and he yeah. goes yeah, yeah and yeah, there yeah, were whatever. there were literally uh, there were there were policies that weren't funny enough what we were just talking about policies that weren't official policies that were enforced so to make it not only difficult for people to come in that was more official but even when people were here to get rid of them, to, 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 to make their life so uncomfortable here, they basically turn around and, oh, yeah, well, let's, let's go back. Look what we did with Windrush. Yeah, that's, that was a, wow. that's a prime example of where there was never, like, this... Like, it was hard to find the person who, like, where your head, someone's head needs to go for this type thing because it was almost whispered policy. It was like, well, I want you to do this, but this isn't necessarily official. We're going to start acting like this, but this isn't necessarily official. We're just going to start doing things. We create a culture of... Yeah. Rather than actually writing down a, a manifest, right. you know, a manifest. But I just found it funny that like, this guy just, no, 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 no. Yeah. And as soon as he went, yeah, I came here from, from Europe. Because I even said to him, like, when you think of Europe, geographic, yeah. like, it's white people. Yeah. Said, no, it's not. He's like, London's like 50% black. I was like, motherfucker, you go to some <laughs> dumb I've got no idea where, you, where do you yeah. live? Yeah. He's like, I live in Tootin. I was like, <laughs> do you not leave Tootin at any point, bro? <laughs> So even that, the funny thing is, this is this is funny, right? So London is basically like the highest concentration. Yeah, but this is the this is the funny thing, and this is what people get skewed because the papers skewed it. London, they um, is fifty percent indigenous British, right, and fifty percent other, but that other is majority. White, white European, white European, white Australian. Remember, there's four hundred thousand French people in London. There's like, so it's still white. It's just not British white. Yeah. But how it's how when the, when a lot of the press was saying it, it was just um, oh, London's only forty nine percent, fifty percent British white now. So people who were looking for that, Thank oh. You. It's, it's, it's non-white again and, yeah. and white but it's, that's not the case speaking of the whole like press bias thing mm. there was this thing I saw the other day and it was talking about uh, it was talking about grooming gangs mm. and like you know uh, paedophiles and stuff like that yeah. and there was a report that came out that said the majority of grooming gangs and stuff are white men right does that surprise you at all? no right so 
the way the article was published was like, yep, it's, it's like big majority, like mm. the, the majority of grooming against white men. Now, when you're talking about the majority, yeah, 87% of the UK population is white. Yeah, yeah. What percentage of grooming gangs do you think are white? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming less than 87%. I don't know. 30. Right, okay. Followed, and this was by a government report. Yeah. They they went Asian. That's all they said was Asian. Yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. they didn't break it down. Yeah. They just said Asian. Twenty nine percent. Right, and this is this is this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a careful thing because again, this is one of the things that people don't understand. It's the disproportion yeah. to the number. That's so, so in that case, the the big issue, although it's not the majority of cases, but disproportionately, Asian people are overrepresented. Yeah, in, in that particular in that in that, in that, in that yeah, and actually, white British people are not this the kind of thing you want to be underrepresented <laughs> in. Yeah. but they are underrepresented, right? But the way that it was portrayed by the media was, yeah, you know, it's it's predominantly white men, in, or English white men. Yeah, white men. like you'd expect it to be. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a white country. It's, yeah, yeah. And the thing that pissed me off about it was not that. The thing that pissed me off about it was that the report didn't go into detail of. What actual background? When you say Asian, mm. Asia's a fucking huge yeah. continent, yeah. man. Yeah, you got Philippines, you got Chinese, yeah. you got Indians and Pakistanis. So, in the UK, I I would I would have to be going out on a bit of a limb, mm. taking a moderately educated guess to mm. say, the majority of them are Muslim, like Pakistani background yeah. guys. Not always Pakistani, but generally Muslim guys. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Even in this country, when we say Asian, we're often talking about Indian subcontinent, but that's still Sri Lanka, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. So yeah. even when you're saying Asian, you're not being specific. They're still not being. Yeah, but the reason specific. why they're not being specific is because they don't want to come across Islamophobic. Yeah, yeah. And the, but the thing, there's nothing wrong with just being honest. Like yeah. there is a culture of this in this particular subcategory mm. of of people from this country yeah. or, or this place. And I was actually having a. Trolling someone online, bro. <laughs> trolling someone online. We should do a segment called Lewis's <laughs> Lewis Trolling. Lewis Trolls. But, and it was basically this this American woman who mm. was, she was talking about how the Quran mentions the, it describes what an embryo looks like right. in the Quran. And it's like, this text is thousands of years old. This is something that science has only discovered in the last hundred years. Right. So how is it that like, this is the truth. The Quran is the truth. It's telling you these things thousand years before even modern science knew about it. So I just asked a question, as you do. Mm. If Islamic scholars have known for thousands of years, and Muhammad himself, peace be upon him, if you're going to be respectful, knew these things, mm. because he recited the Quran, even though he couldn't read or write, he he told he he verbally told the Quran to scholars who wrote it in Arabic. Right. Okay. Um, Muhammad in in the sorry in the Quran it tells you Muhammad specifically tells people who they can and cannot marry. He missed out first cousins, right? 30% of Pakistan, according to statistics, which mm. again can be skewed, but let's, let's be conservative and say it could be out by up to 10% and it's yeah. only 20%. So 20% of Pakistan is inbred. And being inbred, obviously we know from genetics, causes mm. big problems, yeah. health problems and stuff. So I'm like, if they knew all this stuff all this time ago, shit. Why didn't they tell you you can't be marrying your yeah. cousin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Legit question. <laughs> what did they say online? <laughs> One guy came back with something really nice, like really positive. He's yeah. like, look, 
you know, it's not it's not that the Quran contains the truth or is like filled with scientific fact. Yeah. It's just that there are times where there are parallels drawn and it's not the intention of the Quran to do this. It's the intention of the Quran to convey a message and intent. It just happens to be that it it coincides with scientific fact at some points. Yeah. That wasn't the intention of it. Yeah. It's like fair enough. Some other people coming back like, nah, fuck you. You go look this up. You go read this guy. You go, and I'm like, listen, bro, you change it. Like, there's like, I said, look, if that's the case, like, that I was talking to this one, this one guy, I was like, you know, if it, you know, in, in Islam, for example, you, you can have a couple of wives. Yeah. I think it's three or four. Five. I can't remember. No, it's three or four. It's not that many. Okay. And th- there's rules, right? You have, yeah. you have to treat them all the same. Okay. So if you buy one of them a house, you gotta make sure they all got a house. Oh, damn. You can't, you can't spend uneven amounts of time with them. You have to like distribute it evenly. You have to wow. treat them all fairly, right? And I was like, I was like, if if the and I was like, a lot of a lot of Muslims say that actually the the Quran is treats women fairly and equal rights. This and that. I'm like, why can't a woman have like three or four husbands? And this guy comes back with, well, who would be the the father of the who would be the father of the baby if she's sleeping with three or four different guys? I was like, motherfucker, what do you think DNA tests are for, man? <laughs> Jeremy Carr does that shit all the time. And he comes back with, all right, good point, but. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 there's no buts. I said, the only reason why you're happy with the status quo as it is, is because it suits you. You have a bias towards keeping it that way. Yeah. You, ultimately, if your missus was like, listen, I want two other husbands, you're not hitting it right. <laughs> you'd be devastated, right? Um, and you'd be filled with jealousy. Yeah. How, how do you think your wife feels when you go, oh, listen, I want a slightly younger wife. I want this, I want that. And then you just go, you're going to go and say, look, our religion permits it. So, you know, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Fair enough. It does say that, um, it does say in the Quran that your wife has to, has to consent. But there's a lot of times where the woman doesn't really consent. Yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, yeah. I'm doing it. Either you consent or I'm bounced. Yeah. And she's going to be like, all right, all right, I consent. Like force her into a corner. Yeah. But really, she ain't going to be happy with that. What kind of person is going to be happy with the idea of their husband going off three, four days a week, some other woman? Ain't going down, and yeah, it's just it's just obviously the bias in that situation to like maintain the status quo. Yeah, is there because it benefits you? Yeah, just like this guy from Europe, he's like, yeah, I came over here. Did it? I'm like, motherfucker, you benefiting from the bias? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, sorry, went off on a long tangent there. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, right, I'm gonna call my sister because we spoke about the women's rights stuff just a little bit. We did. We did. Right. Let's let's uh. Find the best way to connect up. Um, let me see if FaceTime will work. Uh, when the call comes on, you just got to come up uh, from the bottom and then select the audio source. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, FaceTime. So, from here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, I know my shit. I know my shit. And play with me. Hello. Hi. Give me a sec. I'm just connecting you to the to the uh the baby just got back to sleep. Can you hear me? One sec, one sec. Uh so it's on there. Yeah, have you got that on speaker? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I can hear her. You can't hear her. No, I can't, so all right. I'll just let you take the wheel, don't all right, here we go, here we go. Leanne. So I might huh? let me let me uh can you see Lewis? Hey Leanne. Oh, Hi. Right, so hi. Sorry, he 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 can't hear you because I've got the headphones on. I've, 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 oh, but I never. Shall I just put it on loudspeaker? Can do. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put you on loudspeaker. Sorry, uh, we'll sort out the recording after. Um, swipe up, swipe okay. up, and 
speaker. There we go. Right. Now we can. Now we can. Uh, now we can hear you. Cool. So, Leanne, you are on the No Great Areas podcast. How do you feel? How do you feel? I feel good. Good, I good. Feel good, good, good. So I was telling, I was just telling Lewis about yeah. um, some of the stuff you've been doing. So mm-hmm. I was going to attempt to describe it, but I thought we might as well let you do it. Okay. That's cool. Hi, Lewis. Hey, hey. You know, last time I see you, you didn't have a baby yet. I don't know if you remember. Um, but I, I, I said... In front of your uncle, I was like, "Oh, you pregnant, right?" And then, uh, <laughs> and then Cody was like, "What?" <laughs> oh gosh, I should really want. Oh gosh, you know, where's my How are you? How are you adapting to motherhood? Oh, let's just move our chairs around. Yeah. Uh, how are you adapting to uh, life as a mum? Can you see us? Yeah, you're frozen. You can hear us though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's the main thing. You can hear us. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis was just saying so how. Uh, yeah, so where it all started, that you'd like to know. Oh, just before that, Lewis was saying how are you adapting to motherhood again? Oh, oh. She's on the sofa, right? She's, to she's too young to understand, so you can say whatever you like about her. You Pisces, very uh. when you sent that video and then she and then she um like fell over yeah. but then she got herself back up <laughs> i wasn't expecting up that yeah she's got herself back up and then afterwards you took about 10 steps oh, oh that's good that's good yes yeah, so tell us about tell us about what you're doing how it started <laughs> okay so is that a covid cough or just sorry was that a covid cough that I'm on 
and to kind of help them to turn their pain, um, their trauma, their grief, whatever pain looks like for them, and to turn it into their purpose, to kind of channel that energy and just reclaim their power back, man. And that's why I wanted to create it. I thought, yeah, mm. yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's where we're at. That's okay. where Healing Hypothesis was birthed. And <laughs> since then, I'm going to build the community and create my mindset journal. So um, what's, what's, a, what's a mindset journal? Tell us what that is. So basically, it's a, not just a normal journal, it's a journal where it will have tools for women to change their mindset to kind of it's all good kind of writing things down and saying what they want to be and setting goals and stuff but it's more about um taking accountability looking at things like vision boards looking at things like making smart action plans looking at their life goals um doing affirmations, doing gratitude lists. So I'm literally going to be taking them on a journey and using practical tools that have helped me. Okay. And of, yeah, for them to for them to kind of look back and go on their healing. It's all about healing and it's all about it's all about creating um you know, as I say healing hustle. So it's not just about healing, it's about creating that 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 sense of I can get in my bag or I can do, I can be successful whilst I'm on this journey. I don't have to wait to be, to feel perfect in yeah, order for me yeah. to boss up whatever bossing up looks like to them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's essentially where we're at. That sounds good. That sounds good. And this podcast, tell us about this podcast that's coming. Yeah, I haven't, that's what I want to, so after my journey, I really want to share it. And I know it's yeah. been in the works. Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah, so so and a few people have said to me like, Oh Lee, I need to do a podcast and I'm like, It's coming, it's coming, I'm gonna do one. So then again, so it's all about kind of okay, so we've got the, the, the community on, on Insta, but let's create this thing where we can have dialect like mm. and and we can vibe and we can use tools and resources and connect in a in a different in a different way. So that's what I'm definitely most excited about i think the podcast yeah and and um uh there was a like there's this network called the lnd podcasting network mm-hmm. that i would highly recommend looking into and hosting it with them okay there's loads of perks okay. yeah it's lewis and denny's podcasting <laughs> network <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we'll chat about you that. We'll chat about that. Huh? Are you creating network? Well, that's the plan. Like, like, uh, just trying to get podcasts several under a banner, and yeah, hell yeah. Like you know, everyone Definitely helping everyone. So yeah, trying I'm to go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So one of the other things I was talking about, um, mm. this is a bit more humorous, but at the same time, there's, there's truth to it as well. Um, mm. And Lewis, feel free to jump in at any point. Um, so what we were talking about, um, there's this, what you're doing, that's, that's, that sounds amazing. That's like, I think it's a bit deeper than what I'm yeah. going to talk about. It's, it's very, very meaningful. But women empowerment, 
as a whole, mm. I feel like there's a bit of there's a movement, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a great thing. But one of the little issues I have sometimes when I'm seeing things is like there's a sometimes a lack of honesty. Like women hype up women so much and it's good for the support, but sometimes it's like, okay, like someone needs to say the outfit that's just been posted, posted with that feel. All right. No, let's not even take it like that. Someone needs to say that picture, that selfie you've taken with that filter that's making your eyes look blue and your skin look lighter is not fire. Like, so why is everyone putting bare fire emojis underneath? There's issues with that. Yeah. So it's almost like um, I don't want to bash the feminine movement, but the feminist movement. It's almost like we don't want to turn it into a I hate men. Yeah. Just because we're empowering women. Yeah. So it's almost you know it, it can go a bit too. Yeah. So it's about just finding that healthy medium, even like. Um, Oh, the women that do like all oh, the slut walking and stuff like yeah. that. It's like it's a bit too. You still want to portray healthy images and and healthy conversations and stuff with the younger generation, but it, it encourage them to embrace themselves and love yeah. themselves. But it, don't go too far. Yeah, I think, I think even that's where they're going. I think that's I think it. with this, even with like the slut walking and and and, and things like that, like. I think I'm cool with that, yeah? But at the same time, if someone can't is doing whatever and they can't walk on the high heels and everyone can see that, let them know. <laughs> like, why? If, if that one, everyone's doing it, do whatever yeah. they're doing, and that one, like, it looks like she's going to drop over, someone needs to say, look, this ain't for you. <laughs> it's yeah. not for everyone. Yeah. It's yeah. that. That's, that's what I think it's like. Because they this is it this is it and sometimes like there's literally been situations where a friend posts a picture and and i'm like i'm scared i'm not going to jump up in the comments anyway because then that's that's probably i'm like yo and you heard blue and green shouldn't go together or whatever like like yeah, yeah, yeah. blue and green without something in between like that's not the one right oh, now man, you know <laughs> but but when when there's bare like fire fire you this queen that like you're a whole queen and all of this it's like it's good and it needs to happen but it needs to like you ought that honesty is also important otherwise because i'll tell you i'll tell you what happened i'll tell you what will what happen i'll tell you what happen because i'll tell you what happen and this makes it counterproductive for women is as guys if like we're looking and we're like what like we we then have to accommodate we're like oh we can't say nothing but we know it, it ain't whatever everyone's saying and then we have to accommodate and as soon as we're accommodating we're not taking you as serious yeah yeah do you yeah, see what yeah. i mean like if you have to allow some if you even and it's the same even with, even with girls among their friends if you've always got that friend that you have to make accommodations for yeah. you can't take them as serious because it's like ah oh. Do you know what I mean? And it's that. So at the same when so when you're trying to get uh yeah, that honesty, like I'm, obviously I'm saying it in a humorous way, but I do think it's an important thing. Oh, it's true. It's true. That's why I like to have friends that 
friends around me that, yeah. that are very blunt and straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point. Yeah. But I get you. There's some, yeah, there's some questionable things I've seen, and people are like, "You look good, fire, fire, hot eyes, hot," and I'm like, nah. "Yeah, yeah." Nah. Like, touch your mid wrist in love. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask a question actually. So, <laughs> when you saying about like this uh, this page that you've set up, this like network forum almost for for women to like heal and, and talk and be open with each other i'm like that sounds really cool but i have a concern and i wonder whether or not it's a concern that you've had mm-hmm. everyone has the potential to be dickheads right mm-hmm. x-mans in particular you can get mm-hmm. some crazy ass ex- how are you going to make sure you don't get some guy set up a fake page profile page as a chick get on your thing and start stalking up his ex-missus talking about <laughs> oh he played me like this he played me like that and next start going <laughs> Getting all his man names to go, listen, set yourself up as chicks, get on this page and start trolling this chick. Oh like, my day. The guys really do that. Listen, well, there's some crazy mother buddies yeah, out there. No, they can't. No, I don't I don't know. I think I would hopefully be able to suss them out, but I don't know nowadays. I think you might need to like send them like a code that they have to take a selfie <laughs> holding that code yeah. to get invited <laughs> to the page or something. Authentication. Actually a few guys actually follow the page now. Yeah, it's it's new if you guys actually follow the page, but yeah, I can I can non-family, hmm? non-family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because family's just doing it for support, you know. We like that don't count. <laughs> but I think I think they are as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. No, that's good. That's good. That's, yeah, I that think is they good. Are as well, to be fair, but listen, I don't know. They're toxic exes, boy. It's hard to get rid of them. Them. Them toxic exes, mate. Mm. So I don't know about that. I yeah. don't know. I'm to We'll have to pray for me. <laughs> 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 yeah, I did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I, I'm, I'm glad. Um, yeah, so I've just got to, I've just got to be able to be posting consistently. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. That's good. That's the main thing. That's good, that's good. The that's main really thing I got to do. Do you have any, do you have any, um, any fears that you, like, with regards to doing this? Because obviously it means you're going to be being very honest or is that part not being like what's what have have you had any fears that you can even just with regards to mm. i would say i received like some dms that were very um very deep like what they've been like i don't know them and they've just felt comfortable enough to just open up and say what they've been through and how much um the the page and what has already inspired them but I afterwards I literally had to just say to my friend, "Oh, how do I? What should I do to? Because I'm quite an empath, an empath, sorry. So how do I kind of debrief? It's almost like a debrief. I need yeah, a debrief. Yeah, protect yourself from the. Yeah, yeah, yeah taking it on too much. Yeah, she kind of gave me some tips to to do because I'm not expecting that. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Left, I was I was really like taken back yeah. and. Um, humbled but taken back and I was like raw like and it proper affected my energy so I was like okay what should I kind of do after so yeah she gave me tips and and it, yeah so it's about being able to offload onto someone else as well yeah yeah because you know, like people lost offloading onto you I might I might um I might let you chat to Claire she's doing a counseling course and she's doing all of that stuff <laughs> where she yeah, has to because one part of it is um you know when like someone might talk to her and that resonates with her. Like she could talk about everyone, you know, <laughs> 10 different <laughs> subjects. But if someone talks about something that's a trigger for her own 
personal things she has to have yeah. someone so she's actually been taught how to deal with that and, and stuff like that yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that. yeah yeah i was looking at, 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 at like just online stuff because when i was a connections advisor before i had um, i had to take motivational interview training and it kind of teaches that kind right, of thing yeah. so i looked and found i digged in and found my old notes they're literally on my uh, my table now and i was like yeah let me let me refresh my memory for that because that would definitely help um so you, you, you almost don't you emphasize but you don't yeah. sympathize as much you know what I mean yeah so I'm looking into taking like a doing a little short course as yeah. well so here's a scenario mm. um, everything's popping everything's doing really good we're finally out of lockdown corona's just over but everyone's still a little bit cautious yeah someone likes your page they see you in the high street Leanne they try and hug you how do you how do you react <laughs> <laughs> a, a distance hey. fist bump. A straight jab to the face elbow yeah. one of these one of the elbows oh one of these yeah we give them an elbow oh, with my page though I think yeah people that know me know it's me but yeah I'm not really going to have my face on and stuff but yeah, my yeah, yeah. Um, my sister Sweetie was encouraging me to do lives as well so okay yeah yeah Mm, I was yeah. into minds, but I think it is. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And yeah. I'm gonna probably have like women on because it's not all serious and it's not all just about you know yeah. healing and whatnot. It's about setting your goals and, yeah. and busting up and doing whatever and having a bit of bands and whatnot. Yeah. Maybe so, um, maybe even do a, a live with a guy on it as well, so you can get a guy. Yeah, hundred percent to yeah. kind of get different people's views and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not me or Jenny though. We're pricks. <laughs> yeah, do, do different, do, yeah, do yeah. different debates and that have something. So probably like someone like Claire would be good to yeah, have on yeah. to maybe give us like motivational tips and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Have you have you checked out uh, Clubhouse yet? Oh my days! Then I went on there and um I don't have the app anymore because I was okay. getting notifications every single. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know it would be good, yeah. but I'm just trying. It's just about it's a. Yeah, it? yeah, and it's a lot. It's a lot, obviously, particularly when you're starting. Like you know, having your taking, you can't just jump on every platform and then spread yourself too thinly. Yeah, that's yeah, too. Yeah, that's too. But um, people were saying that it, it, it'll be good to to, yeah. to get on. How are you lot finding it? I, so I went on there and I was like, I like this. I get it. This can be really powerful. Mm. But it's so easy to be just an audience member and listen yeah. and that can be time consuming like yeah yeah if you don't have the it, it's a weird one because it's for me like if i don't have the time to be an audience member and i'm not i'm not in a position where i want to set up like set up rooms i want to set up a room that's going to benefit me yeah yeah whether it's business wise or think if i haven't got mm -hmm. the time to do that then mm -hmm. at the moment it's 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 like not the one but yeah. I've been on. I've been. I've been listening to some good conversations, and it's controversial. Mm. And I want to. I want to say. I want to get off on the stage and say something. But I just got. Yeah. I got to hold back. I got to hold back. Plus, then I wouldn't have no content for the podcast. So, <laughs> and that's hard as well. Yeah. Sevilla's um, friend was on there for like eleven hours. I was like, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm saying. So I that that was more. I could see that happening. So I was like, if you're in there for eleven crazy. hours, someone was listening on the toilet. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. 100%. I'm like 11 hours. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's wow. too much. Yeah. Man. 
think they need to they it's because it's new it's slim beta i think they need to refine yeah. it a little bit so you can i don't even like uh time caps and things like that this is going to be a 20 minute room this yeah, like after 30 yeah. seconds you also you automatically get cut off say your piece yeah. certain little yeah, things i think like to, to to micro like refine it a little bit mm. but it's interesting it's a good it's a good platform it's a good platform yeah it's just another thing um do you know what? Yeah, I wanted to look. At, I want to learn how to use TikTok because I think that is a that is a good way to build following. Or, yeah, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. I see my yeah. friend. He's TikTok's gone up to like five k already, and I'm like, oh, wow. because even even how reels they can use the TikTok to make the reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Instagram. I don't have to do that yet. So I'm like, yeah, I need to. I need yeah. To get destiny or use a youtube watch a couple of youtubes to yeah. get on this tiktok and get on this tiktok vibe man i need yeah, to get with the good. times there's just so many things now that's it and that's i think that's the thing where some of them some of them are joint so you can like do one and it will share it with the other but refine refine what you're doing and then yeah you'll be able to oh this snippet will be perfect for that this yeah. will be perfect for that the whole thing's going on here rather than yeah. Tr- like yeah you, you'll you'll get there anyway you'll you, mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. it's all time otherwise it's about managing that first yes and that's what i i've got a schedule yeah a schedule app now and i need to yeah so i'm getting i'm getting the hang of it and that's good so tell us tell us tell us um the page and that how on insta and so it's at mm. Heal X Hustle Sis. Okay. That's it, baby. Cool, cool. So me asking you to say that, it means like we got other things to talk about now. So I got to let you go. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> guys. No, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot. And we're going to play, I'm going to play your, uh, your, um, it's, is, is, it, is, the, is a poem the right term? Like spoken word? What would you? I don't, yeah, we could say spoken word if you if you want to. I was just talking, but some people call yeah. it poem. You know, you know, when when you're a bars man, you just bars, <laughs> you know, actually rhyme and yeah. stuff. You know, can't help it. Okay, yeah, yeah but we're gonna we're gonna play that. I'll let people listen to it and then share. Oh, the, share, the, nice. share the uh, the um handle again. Okay, so, guys. Cool. So, healing hustle, sis style your mind to style your life like that it, is like it. the um slogan nice, nice. Cool, cool cool i'll speak nice. to you soon okay. and in fact i'll see you tomorrow on the quiz all right then bye. I'll see you later bye. bye what's it you gonna play this then yeah um, shall I play it now? Shall I, shall I play Link it up, play it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's play it. Than, I, I need to hear it, man. Yeah, let's play it. I need let's to critique. Uh, so I'm actually going to play the exclusive version. Now, so she sent it to me before she published it, just to get my opinion. And I thought it was amazing. So uh, let me find it. Here we go. Can you hear that, Liz? Healing. Tell you what I'm gonna do. Healing. I'm gonna restart it. I'll let you put the headphones on. Oh, thank you.
healing. Healing doesn't happen overnight. It's a, it's a process, a journey. But who's to say that whilst we're in this journey of healing, we can't try and be in our bag at the same time. I've always known what my purpose was and that's to use my words to empower others. So when I was ready to start a business, I knew that would be my focal point. What I didn't know is that when I was ready to start a business, like seriously ready, like handing in my notice, ready to take a step out of faith, that my life would change for the worse. Grief happened. And uh, in that moment, my life, the person I thought I knew, no longer existed. The day my brother took his last breath, the day part of me died. But I always promised myself that I had to keep on breathing for that very same reason. I had to somehow use my testimony and my healing journey to help others. Journaling helped. But I was still stuck. I was writing my feelings down, writing my feelings down. But something wasn't connecting. How do I move on? How do I start a business? How do I... All these things when I was riddled in pain every single day in the pit of my stomach suppressing it didn't work I had to really look into myself I had to kind of use what I already knew but I had to be willing to learn so much more and unlearn too Then I started to look at like the tools that I used to use with young people. I started to read books that already had the blueprint on what healing was and and just having a more positive mindset. I even like used to replay conversations of me and my brother that we used to have because he was so motivational. And most importantly, faith. I had to really divulge into faith and surrender. I've learned so many different things on healing. I'm still on the journey now. But I thought, how can I use everything I've learned and share with you? Women that want to heal, women that have been through things. I said, God, hmm, I'm ready. I need you to show me how we're going to get this together. I need you to show me how I can use what I've learned on my journey to help other women. In Healing House of Sis was birthed. I'm trying to reach a community of like-minded women that want to turn their pain into passion. This isn't just your bog standard journal. This is a mindset journal where we're doing some soul-based action. We're getting intentional about the life we deserve. 
We're styling our mind in order to style our life. To work on being the best version of ourselves. And I can't wait to share this with you. Because this is time. Are you ready? So, yeah, that's a very deep thing, man. It is. Very open. Yeah, it, very honest. That's, that was one of the things um, I really liked about it. Um, yeah. yeah, I almost feel like I have to be careful next one I say just to not <laughs> ruin you know what I, mean? I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, normally I'm waiting for like my moment to say something like a dickhead. I'm like... I ain't got nothing. <laughs> the well is dry, which is good, I guess. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, it's good. It's you want good. you want to be able to to feel it. like when I'm listening to it. Mm. You know, I've only met the Anna a couple of times, but like it kind of resonates with you. Like yeah, obviously, yeah. I lost my sister when I was younger. Yeah. So I kind of relate like that a little bit. I, yeah. st- I started thinking about that when she was talking about Anton and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, it's um. And I suppose that's the thing, man. Like everyone's got something. Yeah. Everyone's got something that they're, yeah. that they're thinking and feeling about at some point in their life. So it's it's good for her to have, you know, taken that step to kind of set up a network. Yeah. To kind of help and support and empower women to, to get through. Yeah. Them things, man. Because, you know, because they need it, bro. They're crazy as hell. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. <They're> cray cray. <laughs> oh, so um, we were talking about before this so there's a couple of things yeah uh, did you see the, I'm guessing you, you followed the GameStop thing right I did yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you understand how shorts work yeah sure yeah. I'll, I'll oh, put it out for the people yeah. okay. exactly it's a scam but go right. so sorry just before that I watched Inside Job the other day the documentary yeah, have you watched it the documentary or the movie? No, the documentary. Oh, I've got that on iTunes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one and, with um, Matt Damon. Uh, that's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Damon rates it. Um, and I was like, this is such a scam, but I kind of <laughs> want to learn how to play. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Okay, so uh, so basically, the story the, the story in brief is that a, a bunch of Wall Street um, uh, companies, investment firms, had shorts on this company called GameStop, which is a... What's the what's the it's British like equivalent game game, game, game that's electronic it. boutique right. game station they're e- all gone. I remember EB man. Yeah. So basically, obviously, no one's going out to shops to buy games anymore. You can download them all online. Or you so, buy the game on off from yeah, Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you don't need a physical yeah. store. And as much as those stores used to be quite cool, like gamers used to go. I remember when I was a teenager, I used to go to them stores. You see other gamers, yeah, yeah. chapters and people, yeah. the staff there is cool. And even used to play like yeah, yeah, they have like demo, demo games and stuff. and stuff. That whole thing is gone now, right? Yeah. That that environment is gone. So these Wall Street guys were like, "This company's going to go bust soon, mm. right? So when it does, we're going to make some money off it." So basically, what they do is they say to like, let's say Denny holds a stock in in a company. I say, right, Denny, your stock is worth a tenner. Mm. I'm I'm gonna borrow your stock from you. Okay. And I'm a I'm gonna give you back twelve pounds in a couple months. And this stock, they don't pay you dividends anyway, and it hasn't gone anywhere for a long time, right? Mm. So you'll be like, All right, cool, I guess. Fine. And then what they do is they buy up so much of the shares and they hold them that it stagnates the the, the trading on it mm. and then the price of it drops. And then they buy up more shares at a lower price, right? 
And then when your contract, when it comes time for me to pay you back that money, I don't give you back your share that I borrowed from you directly. Right. I give you the one that I bought at a cheaper rate. Right. Right. I give you that with your profit. Yeah. And then later on, when the price goes back up, I then make my money because I've. It's kind of like um, the the way to think about it in retail terms is like let's say you buy a TV from from Curry's. Yeah. Right. You get it home. You take it out of the box. You set it up. You start watching it, and then January sales kick in. And that's, that TV goes on sale like 50% off. Why? So what you do is you go back to Curry's, you buy that TV, and then you go back like an hour later with your old receipt. Why? Yeah, yeah. And you go, look, I want, I want my money back on my TV. And you take advantage of the, of the sale happening that yeah. way. That's the basic way that it would happen in real life. Mm, that's okay. the, which is a scam. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit of a scam. Is, yeah. But the, the, kind of, the real thing about it is that GameStop, in this instance, or Game, EB, mm. these are companies that are dying, right? Yeah. And they, they're going to die. Yeah. Ultimately, in three years, do you think GameStop's going to exist? No. No. GameStop, for, I, my, my understanding is GameStop for the last two or three years has been propped up by incentives. Like, um, like Microsoft, for example, recently released their new console, said, if you... For every console you sell, we'll give you a small percentage of for you to promote us more. We'll give you a small percentage, even of our dig of the digital sales. Right. As long as you sell our console, you'll get an ongoing small percent of the. So that's going to help you. Yeah. But because they've got a deal with Microsoft, it's like oh, a little bump in the stock because that deal might keep you open for six months more. Do you see what I mean? So it was always, and there was a few little things like this. Yeah. Oh, we're going to start selling um, magic cards or Pokemon cards because that will get people in store. Yep. We're going to start holding magic card tournaments. So people have, like, they've always been trying to do for a while. Create like a social environment. Yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. it open. But it's, they've, they've, they've been losing money for a mm. while now. So what happened with GameStop was that the, so the, the Wall Street investment companies were like, look, the price of it's going to drop. We've got a contract that, that runs out in mid-January. The price will, will carry on dropping and we'll make some money off, off it. Even if the price only drops by like 10 cents, mm. they hold billions, of, like millions yeah. of shares, not billions, yeah. but millions of shares. So they're making millions times 10 cents. But these guys on Reddit went, nah, listen, let's all get together and stimulate this the the, the activity on GameStop and drive the price up. Yeah. So the price went from... I think it was around $4 a share, yeah. up to $460, $470 a share. So, and, these, so, and then what happened was these uh, investment companies, they're obligated to fulfill their contract on a set date. They have to have fulfilled it by a certain time, which means they have to go on the market and buy shares. Yeah. Unfortunately, the market at that point meant that they were making like thousandth percentile losses on yeah. their transactions, which they really weren't happy about. The fucked up thing is, suddenly, all these politicians that are like anti-regulation were like, we need to start bringing in regulation. Yeah. We, could, we need to make sure this stops happening. So it's just like the, the little man finally got together and got organized and said, fuck you, Wall Street. We're going to do this as well. Mm. We're going we're gonna to play the same game you're playing. And uh, yeah, they screwed him over. Yeah. Which I rate. The only thing I'm a bit gutted about is I missed out on it. 
Yeah, tell me about it. So they started doing it to a few other companies as well. Yeah, yeah. They I started think... doing it to AMC, which is a cinema chain in America. Yeah, yeah. They started doing it to Nokia, Blackberry. Okay. Um, they tried to do it to Cineworld here. Oh, shit. So there was, um, but it's this, this uh, Wall Street Bets, they're called, on, okay. on um, Reddit. That's the group. I'm now a member, but I haven't had a chance to really look at it and find out the next hot tip. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy. So I think a few companies, because there was, did you hear about Robin Hood? The app. Yeah, yeah. So they they were this app that that sold themselves on the democratization of trading, sh- trading, and then they went and put a restriction on it. So they had like bad backlash. Um, Have you, did you hear what they said? I believe it's open again now. So 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 basically, Robinhood is a free trading platform, mm. and uh, yeah, it's obviously it's designed exactly to do what it said, like rob from the rich and give to the poor. I give the opportunity to kind of get in on the the money making that happens with the big dogs on Wall Street. Mm. They they stopped trading on GameStop. The reason that thing is that the CEO didn't give a good explanation. He's like, oh, there's things that we have to adhere to. And yeah. it's like, okay, why don't you just say it in black and white? When people buy shares from us, the money from that trade doesn't come in straight away. Yeah. Debit card transactions, banking transactions, they keep a couple of days to they take a couple of days to clear. But we need to have that money in collateral in our accounts that we can actually complete the purchase for the for the buyer yeah. and then get the money off them later. We physically didn't have enough money in our accounts mm. to fulfill any more trades. So we had to wait yeah. until the existing ones carry through. If he just made that really clear, like bread and butter simple, mm. the way I just said it, people wouldn't be so pissed off. Yeah, but true. he danced around it so much. He's an idiot, lad. Mm. But that being said... The markets at the minute are they're a little bit, a little bit interesting, you know. There's they are they are. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities. Like if you're thinking about investing at the minute, my one piece of gen general advice, keeping it as generic as possible, is that there's a lot of companies right now that are well established companies, and their share price has taken a massive hit through COVID. Some of them, like let's say, let's say an airline, that's kind of like the brand ambassador for the country that they are in. Yeah. And they might happen to be based in England or as it's otherwise called... Uh, Britain? Yeah. And there might be like an Airways type, type of company. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So them, those co- kind of companies, maybe their share price has halved since COVID. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen when, they're, when the airlines are allowed to reopen? Everyone's going on holiday. Yeah, their share price is going to shoot up. Everyone's going to be going. Yeah. And they're a well-established company. They're getting government bailouts. Mm. They're not going to go under. I'm not saying go and specifically look, but just think about those other companies. Because yeah. right now, you're a little bit too late if you want to get in on gaming companies yeah. who have seen a huge boom already. Mm. You know, you're you're a little bit too late if you wanted to get in on GameStop. You're a little bit too late if you want to get in on Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the tech stuff, uh, it's a bit late. Yeah. Um, it would just be like buying them normal. Because they weren't affected, they benefited from. Yeah. from if from if COVID. anything, they might see a little bit once once everything reopens. Yeah, they might see a little bit of. A yeah, true. Because for example, I be, I played more video games during lockdown lockdown than I have in years. Mm. I was someone who I was into them when I was younger, so I'd I'd be I'd always be interested in them, and I might even have a game, but hardly play it. Mm. But because I've been sitting at home doing nothing. I've started playing Fair. much more. Um, and that's the thing with these tech companies as well. 
a lot of their measurements is about how long people are spending on something. Um, so that will likely drop. It, like my subscription to Netflix, for example, will stay, but how much time I'm spending on it, which is a big, uh, one of the big KPIs, um, is going to drop. KPI stands for Key Performance Indicator. Yes. Just in case anyone out here is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> when you said re, I thought you were going to say something to do with didn't work in retail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so uh, it, it will be interesting. I, I do think, though, this GameStop stuff and even the Bitcoin stuff that preceded it by a few weeks has made a lot of people who... It's brought a lot of exposure to trading to shares and stuff yeah yeah you know so hopefully um a lot more people start looking into it and, i mean just the thing is like, i know i know people who are like were always apprehensive about shares for example like one of my mates mm. was like i'm never putting money in shares i'm never putting money in shares and then like last year if any of like regular listeners you know last year i was talking about uh, aston martin and i made like i made like 50 percent or something on aston martin sold and then i bought them again because their share price was quite vo- volatile, he jumped in on it a second time, and he made he made like fifty percent in like three days. Wow! And he was like, "Oh man, I want to get in on this. I want to get in on this." Now I bought British Airways shares, mm. not British Airways, sorry, BP. Yeah. Don't know why I even said British Airways. It's not like we've been talking about them at all. <laughs> uh, I bought shares in BP. Now the share price did go up, and in fact it went up like a decent amount. Like, I, I was uh, at a certain point I was up a couple of grand. But then it dropped and I was in, I was like nearly down 50%. Do I think the share price is going to recover and go back up? Yeah, of course I do. Because right now, they're not, like people are traveling less, cars are staying on the road more. They're not selling as much fuel. Um, And also they provide fuel for aviation industries as well, which is pretty much ground to a halt. So do I think the share price will recover? Absolutely. When the price dropped, if I had more money, I would have put more money into it. And in fact, they paid 10% um, dividends. So if you've got if you've got a grand in, you're gonna get a hundred pound back. And people don't think like, here's the other thing, even with like tech companies, Amazon and Tesla do not pay pay dividends. Do you know what? So this is this is I, I forgot to mention this to you. You literally made me go through my portfolio thinking, Oh, I forgot about dividends. So I was buying all these shares <laughs> on growth companies. But wasn't looking at the dividends. And then you were even telling me how on the app we use, how you can Spotlight. check. Yeah. So I've now gone through and I literally had to re... So I recently opened an account. My, my daughter's gone from her junior ISA. Yeah. So she can transfer it now to a normal one. And literally all the stuff we're doing, they literally go through and show her and start thinking, right, dividends, And again, it's, it's even little things like that. Like there's still so much to to... Not necessarily just so much to learn, but just how you think about yeah. what shares you're going to like. It's not just about what the, the the price of the share going up. It's also what it's paying you. Yeah, I mean, mine's paid me like five hundred quid in dividends over the last year, wow. which yeah, which is good. Yeah, it's decent. And this is so. I'll tell you another thing. So my my my, my partner, what she works in, she, she's seeing that kind of stuff all the time. She was actually saying to me a lot of a lot of she comes across a lot of people that in their um, later years, their dividends are paying them more than their pension. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know? And they're living off, or they're, yeah. they're living off, or have been living annuities, off their dividends. Annuities, annuities. Yeah. So not to get into a bit of a like financial lesson here, but when you retire, you've got a pension pot, 
let's say your pension pot is worth like a million pound, you take that to the annuity market and people basically offer to buy that million pounds off you and provide you with an income for the rest of your life. Now, let's say you're 60 years old and your life expectancy is to be that you're going to live till like 80, for example. So that's 20 years. A million pounds split over 20 years is how much then? Uh, I should know this. 50 grand. 50 grand a year, yeah? So go, okay. 50 grand a year if you live... 80 years now if you die at 75 they're in the money because mm. they get to keep five years worth of 50 grand that's 250 grand they get to keep yeah if you live to 85 then you're in the money so you're like taking a, a bet yeah. depending on how, how long you think you're going to live um but a lot of them they don't pay like based on that calculation of exactly how much do you, they think you're gonna how long you're gonna live for because they take that million pound from you they invest it into the markets and they use the dividends and stuff like that to pay you your yeah. annuity on it yeah. while profiting the, the, the difference. And here's another thing just to think about. And it was something that was explained to me when um, my first manager when I was working in banking, uh, her name was Nisha Kapoor. She actually passed away when she was like 35 or something. She had a heart attack. But she, she, she was like, I, weirdly like, I had a really good relationship with her and in fact my one of my first meetings was with like one of the re- regional directors like our team yeah they asked her to leave the room and then they asked everyone to snake her out and i'd only been at the company for like three months and i sat at the table and went you motherfuckers i was like <laughs> i was like you're all a bunch of snakes i can't believe you're doing this i was like blunt regional yeah. directors to their like big wow. wig up in banking and i was like I, I don't like this at all i'm not saying nothing and they were like, what? No, you say something. I was like, nah, man, you're a bunch of bitches. I was like, I don't play this shit. <laughs> I walked out of the meeting, I went straight up to her. I was like, Nisha, they're snaking you. You need to get out of here. Like, they're going full shot. She was like, cool. She took my, she left the company. She moved to Australia. Unfortunately, oh, wow. she passed away like 18 months later or something. She had a heart attack. Wow. But anyway, so, uh, so she gave me a, a great piece of advice. And it's true, you know, like she explained to me when I was saying like, I was talking to people about investing and they'd always have apprehension. Like, mm-hmm. oh, but my money could go down. And you know, I don't know whether or not it's safe. She'd say, look, here's how it works, right? You give me 10 grand and I put that into a savings account for you and I give you 2% interest. Yeah. Cool? Cool. You're happy with that, right? Meanwhile, I take that 10 grand and I give an unsecured loan to someone who's like 22 with bad credit yeah. and I charge them 15%. Our charging structure for you to have a banking account with us is 13%. Yeah. That's what you're paying because that's what that's the profit that we're making off it, right? You put money into stocks and shares, we have a fixed price. We're not allowed to charge you any more. Our annual management fee is 1.5%. The bank doesn't want you to invest in shares really because they're making so much fucking money if you're leaving your money into yeah. the in, in cash. Yeah. And people don't re- people are like, "Oh no, the bank's trying to get all the money if you put it in stocks and shares." Yeah. They're literally capped at how much they can charge you. And yes, they charge you that percentage regardless of whether or not the value has gone up or down. But guess what? If they make you a hundred grand profit, they get to charge you 1.5% of a hundred grand. If they make you a thousand pound profit, they only get to charge you 1.5% of that. It's in their interest to make you money. They're making themselves money. So if you haven't already jumped into stocks and shares, trading, whatever, do some research, man. Hit us up even. Hit me up. I'll I'll chat to you on the real. No gray areas. Instagram. You know what I'm saying? who sign people or even facebook i'm on that yeah definitely definitely um it's it, yeah i'm definitely learning more and more and seeing the benefits of it 
I'm like a guru up in this. Yeah. Um, there was that, you, you mentioned something about that nine-year-old. Yeah, man. That was off key. That she was spat in my face. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, now, basically, uh, if anyone missed it, this is a bit of Americana news, something that happened in the States in New York. This uh, nine-year-old girl, her parents called the police because apparently she was suicidal. Apparently she was trying to kill her mum. I'm like, she's nine years old. Mm. If a nine-year-old tried killing me, you get a backhand. You go yeah. to bed with no dinner, that's it. Good luck. Um, but anyway, the police were called. So automatically, I'll be honest, like, if I'm just looking at this objectively, I'm like, what kind of parent calls the police on their nine-year-old kids? Yeah. Like, chill out, mum. Yeah. Yeah? So that's that. Fine. But the police take it, they cuff her, hands behind her back, and they put her in the back of a squad car, but she ain't putting her legs in. And it, take them, like, it took them a few minutes. She, like, threw herself on the floor outside the car. She kept screaming, I want my daddy, I want my daddy, I want my daddy. They eventually, they get her in the car, but she won't put her legs in. Female police officers, if you keep this up, I'm just going to pepper spray you. Within about five or six seconds, male cops on the other side of the car goes, at this point, just spray her. Female cops are like, all right, just pulls out the pepper spray, sprays this nine-year-old girl in the face. The male cop from the other side gets his can out too, just to make sure she's getting it. Wow. Here's my thing, right? This nine-year-old girl has her hands cuffed behind her back. So she's not a threat to your safety. She can't do much. Yeah, she can kick. You could literally just stand there and go, listen, I'm going to shut this car door. I'm going to shut it on your leg. Okay? I'm going to shut it gently. Your leg's still there. I'm going to shut it harder. I'm going to shut it harder until you're going to get hurt, girl, if you don't pull your leg out the damn way. Hmm. Use your brain. Move your leg out. Eventually, she's going to move her leg. Yeah. Fine. Or the male cop comes from behind her, yanks her back in the seat a little bit, and the female cop on that side shuts the door. Done. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard, right? Yeah. Instead, the male cop's like, you're acting like a little kid. She's nine years old. She's a little kid, you dumbass. Like, come on now. That's crazy. And then they've got this idea of, okay, I've got this young girl who's clearly really agitated. She won't calm down. How am I going to calm her down and get her in a car? I know. I'm going to spray a substance that burns her fucking eyeballs out while her hands are tied behind her back so she can't even rub this substance off her eyes. That will calm her down. Yeah, it's it's... What are we doing here, dickheads? I think the, and what was the response of the local police? They said, unfortunately, the officers involved, involved, the officers involved did not break any rules in what they're doing because yeah. there's no guideline that says that you can't pepper spray a nine-year-old. Yeah. There's no guideline that says that you can't spray someone when they're cuffed. Mm. It's one of those things, right, where you would hope you'd never have to write a rule <laughs> that <laughs> you never have to spray a nine-year-old. Because you just wouldn't expect it. But it's, I think it's, it's one of those moral things, isn't it? It's like... Every, almost anyone can, anyone can have a nine-year-old child that's acting up. Do you resort to spraying them with pepper spray? Like... No, man, just kick them in the face. <laughs> it's, a, it's so, like... Extreme or even twisted that, you, that someone can even think that. Like you just said. Like you just said... Um, you could have just gone behind and just pulled her in. She's this person's nine years old. But it's like, what was your what was your thought process, and how much of a prick do you have to be to go? Oh no, I'm gonna spray this little shit in the face. Like, come on now. And the thing is, these cops, right? A lot of cops don't use pepper spray. Yeah. The reason why they don't use pepper spray is because if you if you're spraying it upwind, yeah, yeah, it come back and hit you in the yeah. face, and it's like it fucks you up. 
and they know it can fuck them yeah. up. So they won't spray it out of fear of messing themselves up. So it's like, if you know it's that bad, like I understand there's a guy giving you aggro, he's not listening to you, mm. you try to explain to him, look mate, you're you're under arrest, you've mm. broken the law, I'm, I'm going to put you in cuffs. He starts getting physical and you don't want to be trying to scrap with this guy. Yeah. Especially if, you, if on your left hip you have a gun yeah. and you're going for the less violent cause, mm. you're going to spray him in the face, I got you, yeah. fair. Yeah. Right? Spray him in the face. Kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Because you don't want him to grab your gun and shoot you in the face. And that shit's happened. Yeah. She's nine years old though, bruv. And you got to go, at what, at what level of training do you have as a policeman where you can't control a nine-year-old you know, girl? You know, even with two cops, just go, cop number two, hold my gun, hold my pepper spray. I'm, I'm just dragging this girl in the car and we're just going to be over. Yeah. It's their nine. So like, you just, can literally do anything. <laughs> just sit in the back of the car with her. Yeah. And just... Just go, listen, young lady. Gank, pull her legs yeah. in, done. Yeah. That's it. And when I see stuff like this, like I saw a, I saw a clip once of this guy. He was like getting aggro with the cop. And the cop was like, no, 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 come here, come here. He was like, no, man, I'm getting in my car. Fuck off. And the cop's like, no, no, come here. He started beating the shit out of this cop. And the cop oh, was God. running away down the road. He was running off the cop. And I'm like, this, at this point, you got to go, you should not be a policeman. <laughs> you just shouldn't. <laughs> It just shouldn't happen. You know, I've had... The thing is, there's good cops and there's bad cops. Yeah. I've had cops come and square up to me before. Yeah. Like, on-duty cops. Yeah. Square up to me and be yeah. like, fuck, did you say it? I'm like, are you not a policeman? Like, what are yeah. you doing? I've had cops... When I was working in pubs, these two guys were fighting in the car park, right? These cops came up to me. I'd called the feds. I was like, I ain't dealing with that shit. They were... F- these guys were fighting for ages. Like, they were, like, taking breaks <laughs> and getting back to it. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker, you wait. I'm a catch my breath. I'm going to beat your ass. Cops turned up and they were like, because it, it was two guys, but they were a bit bigger. Yeah. And they weren't giving me no go, so they're just out in the car park. But I was like, it's not a good look. So I said, listen, man, get rid of them. They said, I'm sorry, we can't. I said, like, what do you mean you can't? They're like, there's only two of us. And? And we can't call for backup. It's busy. They're, other police are dealing with something. I was like, so what are you going to do? They're like, well, they're only a threat to each other right now, so we're just going to leave them. I was oh, like, wow. So what if one of them picks up a brick and smashes the other one in the face with it? Then what? They're like, then we'll deal with it then. Wow. I'm like, here's the point, yeah? The police are supposed to prevent crime. Prevent being the key word, yeah? yeah. Instead, what the police do is they react after crime has occurred. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of defeats the fucking point. Mm. Like, proactive policing just doesn't exist anymore. It just yeah. doesn't happen. Like, unless it's like to catch you speeding, they're all about catching you breaking that law. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I got you. I got you, baby. It's messed up, man. Yeah. I just, I don't really have much faith in the police right now. Funnily enough, actually, to, to point to their incompetence, there was an issue that occurred at the house across the road from my house mm. two or three days ago. I was out working on my car, as always, till half two in the afternoon. Policeman comes and knocks on my door at like half three, maybe quarter to four. He's like, oh, did you by any chance witness anything happen today? I was like, no, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, about three o'clock, a van pulled up outside across the road from your house. Two men went into the house across the road. So, mate, I ain't got a clue. I don't snitch. Exactly. Now, funnily enough, mm. the neighbour across the road from me, mm. he's got a CCTV company. He installs CCTV for a living. So you know what he's got outside his house, don't you? <laughs> All those cameras. Yeah. Now he lives next door to these people. Yeah. And as Denny will testify, 
He got cameras pointing at that house. He has indeed. Because we know. Anyway, so what happened? This cop goes to this guy, the neighbour, and says, listen, I see you got your cameras. How about you share, share? Right, let's see what I've got. This guy goes, they're dummy cameras. I ain't see shit. <laughs> I ain't talking to you, not. <laughs> at which point, his neighbour, who was like the victim of this crime, came out and she's like, listen, bro, I'm going to need you on this one. Help me out. And he's like, all right, I got you. <laughs> all right, feds. I got permission. I got wide angle. <laughs> I got full HD colours, 1080p. What you need? <laughs> I was just about to start editing shit up, <laughs> make a movie. That's it. But yeah, and but here's the incompetent part though, right? I got a knock on my door at nine o'clock that same evening. Some cop like, yeah, did anyone come and knock on your door earlier and ask you if you witnessed anything from across the road? I was like, yeah, yeah, they did. Why do you not know this? Do you not talk to each other? And he was like, okay. He goes, that's fine. I'm just going to check your next door neighbour. I goes, no, you're not. No one lives next door, as I told the other guy. And then next door down from that, they came and asked as well, your man already has CCTV footage of it. He's like, oh, does he? I was like, yes, man. I'll happily relay all this information for you. Wow. Do you want to give me the case number? I'll send it to you in an email. <laughs> you motherfuckers need to learn how to communicate. And that's the thing. A lot of these uh, instances that the police mm. go out to, they don't have all the information. Yeah. So they go out with this thing of like, it might be, um, they might get a call out and go, a man's been spotted out in the street with a knife. Right? So they go out there like, oh shit, we need to tackle this guy. He's a threat to the public. The thing that was missed off of this communication is that he's suicidal. Mm. So he's not out there with any intention to hurt anyone else. He's out there with any intention to hurt himself. Yeah. And you're going to rush him and go, put the fucking knife down. We're going to fucking do you. He's like, all right, do me. Mm. Fill me up with bullets, son. It's easier than cutting myself. Shit. I'll just lunge at you with this knife. And that's it. Like... You you gotta be you gotta be smart to do that job, man. Which it needs to pay better. Yeah. Needs to have better requirements. Yeah. Like in the UK, I actually trained this guy once. He wanted to become a policeman, mm. so um, I trained him to pass the fitness test, of which you have to you just have to get on the scales initially and pass at least your BMI. And he was overweight, so I was like, "Don't worry, we'll get you down. We'll get your weight down." And he was like, "All right, cool." So I was like, once he passed, and he got onto the. I was like, "All right, do you want, like I'll see you next week?" He's like, "No, nah, man, I'm done." What do you mean? Because well, I got in, didn't it? So I'm good. So all right, but you, you know, you still need to lose weight. You're still a yeah. big dude. He's like, no, nah, it's fine. I'm in. Yeah. Now I was chatting to a cop who is a cop in. He's a cop in Ealing. Mm. He was a cop in Grenada. Right. And he's, this guy was hench, bruv. Mm. Biggest mother, I ain't never seen. He just tonks, muscle built, huge mm. dude, fit as you like. He's telling me his his workout routine, and everything. I was like, my man, you're solid. And he's like, these cops here, they don't know shit. Yeah. He's like, in Grenada, you have to pass a fitness test every two years. Yeah. You have to do this, you have to do that. If you don't pass your fitness test, you get fired. Yeah, they were looking to introduce some stuff here. They were, uh, but I don't know how far it went because we're so touchy with our public services. It's, oh, it's they're attacking the public services and now oh, they're attacking the police. And they make all these weird narratives. But it was a thing. They were trying to say they were trying to actually introduce a university course. You had to kind of go to uni right, to join. And then you join the police that way or sort of equivalent mm. type thing and they were thinking of reintrodu- like of introducing these uh, regular fitness things but obviously that stuff will, falls by the wayside it's embarrassing you see some of the police right? you're like you're not catching no one I think apart from the fact you've already got lots of equipment on mm. that's already going to slow you down yeah you know it's... do you know I actually saw an incident the other day because I grew up 
in the ends I recognised shit yeah? yeah I heard a siren I knew exactly where to look and I knew to look in the periphery to see what I want yeah and from nowhere this golf came out smashed into this pedestrian yeah. crossing right into the guardrail and the driver got out and done a runner mm. and as soon as the, I saw the police car and I saw the police car's driver's side door open and immediately I was like idiot because the cop was about 150 yards behind mm. and the kid that got out of the driver's seat couldn't have been older than about 23, 24 yeah. athletic built kid yeah, yeah. right <laughs> that little shit got away bro I watched him run down the road 100 metre dash you got 150 yard head start on a copper yeah. who's carrying a load of gear even if he's fit you ain't keeping up with no kid in his early 20s with some Air Force Ones you walk running around them clomper shoes and that's another thing why do the police have to wear fucking dress shoes yeah, yeah. what's going yeah. on where are you it's going true. It's true. do you have to be like on hand in case someone's getting married or there's a funeral or something <laughs> no man give everyone running shoes yeah it's so true and I just oh, so dumb I'm telling you man do you know what I keep thinking I need to like form a political party yeah do you know what I should do every police should have a drone that carries their equipment <laughs> and then it just drops when they need it yeah <laughs> just hovers when they're sprinting it's, 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 it's just behind, like above their head and then when they're ready they can just grab whatever they need and then it's there yeah. because it's true they, like the amount of equipment and everything like that they have to wear they're yeah they're already at a, a, a which is why they should have serious fitness tests. yeah they should they should yeah it should it should be anyway I feel like we, we, we're kind of milking a bit too much how long have we given you guys we've oh given shit oh good 90 minutes you guys have had too much man. Solid, we, solid. we're spoiling you now we're spoiling you so uh, so we're going to give you our throwbacks for today we'll give you our throwbacks have you got yours ready then um, do you know what I had a film ready oh no I, I mentioned it earlier I was going to do something a little bit different I was going to do um, uh, because my um this is a documentary film, a docu movie. Yeah. Is that what you call them? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's over ninety minutes long, and it's a one-off, so it's kind of a film. Okay. And it's from two thousand ten, so it's kind of an old film. But Inside Story, um, it's a good. Uh, it, it's 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 about the, um, two thousand, eight financial crisis, and it makes, it makes it very easy to understand. Subprime mortgages. Subprime mortgages and how it all went wrong and how everyone knew that it was going to that wrong. it was going to happen and how the people like the public facing people just kept denying it and denying it and denying it and denying it. Yeah, I do feel like there's a mini version of that that's due to happen just because if you think about it, like our economy shrank mm. massively and yet the housing prices went up yeah. and it went artificially up because yeah. of this and it was like estate agents went. There's no stamp duty yeah. to pay. So we'll add that money or close to it onto the asking price yeah. of the house. So there were two things as well because there was also, remember when the, the first lockdown, there was a pen up, there was like sort of like a pen up uh, for people who couldn't buy because first of all, that market was closed. So you had all people who would have been buying that like rushed to do it. Then you had the, um, the stamp duty holiday and that's made a massive rush. Plus people are staying, have, have got money f because of furlough that otherwise wouldn't because there are a lot of those companies that are going to go. Mm. Come end of March, there is a talk of, yeah, things, you know. Things might start to go things, a little bit yeah. sideways. But here's the thing, they should. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And the thing is, even though like you're saying, yeah, yeah, in theory, you should be a guy going, no, 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 no. You're just about to buy a house. No, but... But it's a long-term plan to buy this house, This is it. Right? So I, I'm buying this house 
even when I started thinking about knowing this, thinking, eh, I'm I'm expecting two years yeah. of of it, um, being maybe negative. Yeah. Negative. Of 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 before it potentially, and I've, I've factored that in, right? Yeah. Um, I'm buying in a in an area where there's a chance that it might not happen because there's not much. There's not there's no no not really an area where there's a lot to build, a lot of space to build. But yeah, that's the thing. That's and and this is the thing as well. Like people don't realize when you buy a house, you 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 start in the red anyway because by the time you're covering stamp duty, this that all the other fees that come with it. Yeah, you're already you know, but yeah, I'm 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 in my head. I'm thinking two years uh, for it to get back to what yeah. I'm paying. Yeah. Um. So, but Fair yeah, enough. it's a long term. So thing. Inside jobs, your your movie. Inside job movie. is my movie, and my song, um, is going to be something totally unrelated, um. But at the same time, not. It's going to be Aston Martin music, Rick Ross, Drake. And Chrisette Michelle, because we were talking about Aston Martin. Just for a minute, man. Shares. Yeah, apologies for the sound. But yeah, Aston Martin music. This wherever you want to go. Uh, so my song was a terrible song, but I've been hearing it on. I think it's on the radio. So I've been hearing it recently, and I'm like, oh, What's it that? kind of throws me back a little bit. Freestyler by Bomb Funk MCs. Oh, you were singing that as I came in. Yeah, that is a tune. Do you know what this? The thing with this is, it's actually a good track. I think it's just been rinsed so much. Probably, been yeah. using adverts, and but it's actually a very yeah, it reminds me of Ozzy's freestyle. Listen to it now. Like, what what genre is it? Bit drum and bass, but not quite. I don't know. Yeah. Like house. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, electronic. But um, but yeah, my my throwback movie because it's out on Netflix at the minute one and two, 24 hours. Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte. Forty eight hours. Forty eight hours. Twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought when you said twenty, I was like, that was a nice film, was it? Twenty four. No, yeah, forty eight hours. My bad, my bad. Uh, twenty eight hours. Oh, okay, is it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's one that's and two good. is out on Netflix. Oh, I tell you, what trade I saw today, uh, coming to America part two. Yeah, that's a Netflix video. Uh, uh, movie, I think Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime bought it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it was supposed to be Netflix, but I think I don't know what happened there. How they outbid or whatever they do. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you know what? I want Eddie Murphy to do some fucking stand up again. I heard he's going to. I did hear that he's. Have, did you he listen to, to? I don't know if we talked about this already. Did you hear Kevin Hart's or watch Kevin Hart's most recent thing? Was no that in his living room? No fucks given. Yeah, I watched like ten minutes. I thought and it was Paul. Yeah, I I, I was going to go back to it. Nah, I don't wish. But to. I had other things to do. Um, I think it. But yeah, I think I watched about ten minutes of it, and I didn't laugh. When it said, and he's very sane. When it was, yeah, when it was said, no fucks given. I was like, alright, he's yeah, actually just going to be a bit, a thought, bit more yeah. back to his old school yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. I was like, you just you, a bit too commercial now, bro. Yeah, he's too safe, and yeah. it's not. I don't. Do you know what the thing is? I almost don't know who his audience is. When you have someone like Dave Chappelle, who everyone is rating and he's he's managed to get mass appeal 
Mm. Right? Even if he's talking about stuff that the everyday person might feel a bit away talking about. Like his jobs. Yeah. <laughs> he's got mass appeal. How do you as a com- comedian still try and be that safe? Like, yeah. I, as I said, I watched about 10 minutes. So I was just like, ah. I keep watching his stand-ups hoping it's going to be one of the first yeah. two again. And it just, He's I, old school. Do you remember that sketch he did about um, when his mum gave him permission to cuss one time? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah She's yeah. like, he yeah. goes, uh, like, he got a note saying, uh, he got a note given to him to give to his mum, say, tell your son he needs to be paying more attention in class. You need to tell your son. And she's like, when you go to school, Kevin, you better tell that woman, mind your goddamn business. And the next day he's went to school, he's like, guys, check this out. Check this. Mind your own motherfucking goddamn business. You big teeth, no titty having ass, bitch. It was, it was, oh, he said he ain't got no titties. So, yeah, yeah, I used to like it. Stuff like that. that I was like, oh, really? yeah, yeah. like, comedy should be a bit out there. Yeah. And if I actually, sorry, coming to America, yeah. there was a... a trailer or a clip played online and it was a clip uh, where he was saying oh no I think it was from the new one where they're talking about uh, you know in the, the barbershop scenes yeah. where they cuss each other Yeah. there was a scene where uh, in the new one I think where he says um, he mentions like starving babies or HIV or something okay right like, Af- like Africa yeah, type yeah. stuff right and in the comments it was like this is terrible, this is so right, this is this, this is that. I'm like, okay, it's fucking comedy. Yeah. Like, I get you, you yeah. can be offended by it. It's cool, but you have to understand that I don't like ballet, yeah. right? But it's still art. Yeah. And art is subjective, right? I, I might not find this particular joke funny, mm. but you can't write off the entire movie because you didn't like one yeah, joke in it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. That's that. But the only other thing I'll, I'll say before we go is a little shout out to one of my students, Lucas, just turned 18 yesterday. Oh, shout out, Lucas. Big man in the house. So yeah, hopefully big big things for my man coming. We just uh, we just went and bought him his motorbike a couple of weeks ago. That's it. For him. He's still got to do a CBT because lockdown screwed him over. Uh, but we'll be wrapping the panels on it because you know, that's what we do in it. We just, we just make things happen. Exactly. So yeah. All right, people. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. Enjoy your week. We out. Peace.